You're listening to the sensual sounds of Moon Poet and Whooping Car, brought to you from an apartment that we have broken into in a dog that is not ours. And on this special occasion, a special guest, Grace the Ghost Host. And welcome to the meal that lasted too long. The marriage made in Atlantic City. The moral, moral obligation, obligation that the they them podcast. podcast. Oh. embarrassing moment of my life was I think like I think Molly was in like one north too uh-huh. and I don't know what was happening I just literally had my like hand on the couch and like when I left it there was like a handprint <gasps> of like wet no really and it was oh my god it was so gross and then Mo- like I didn't notice it until Molly pointed it out and I was yeah. just like oh my god I'm a monster <laughs> you're not a monster <laughs> you're just <laughs> disgusting you just have sweaty hands this is why I'm gonna get Botox like I yeah you always say that and I believe you, but I, I'm also afraid for you in the sense of I don't want you to lose any function sensitivity. and sensitivity. In well, your in any case, it lasts like a year and a half. So, like, if I fuck up my So you have to do it several times? Yeah. Wow. That's weird. That's the thing about Botox. Like, it leaves, like, remainders of it. Uh-huh. Like, once you've had Botox, you can kind of tell that somebody's had Botox in their face. But, like, yeah, it does wear off. Yeah. I'll also investigate, like, about that. Punk shit! Punk shit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... You and I have different kinds of punk. Uh-huh. We um, identify as punk. <laughs> yeah, no, we do. We do, an, like, an annoying amount. To an annoying degree, I think, yeah. But at the same time... I don't know like, if our friends find us annoying. <laughs> I feel like our friends are the ones that find us the most annoying. Really? Like, as like, far as punk shit? Or... Yeah, because, like, I feel like... Around our friends, we get to be, like, normal human beings. It's fun to dress up all punky and be, like, anarchist and shit like that. But, like, I'm also a human being underneath with, like, feelings and shit. <laughs> so, I want to act like a normal being, like a like a normal human around close friends. It's a facade in as much that, like, I'm hyping shit up. Yeah. But at the same time, like, going to work, I've realized that I'm a lot punker than I gave myself credit for. Uh-huh. But there's also, like, the Instagram punk. That people will just, like, have these, like, really grungy photos on Instagram. It's just like, ah, oh, so fun. Instagram punk, like, feels like a crippling of the original intent because it, it's very like mm. stage and very yeah. i don't know like to me punk is very visceral and like it has to be like kind of i don't know it's a feeling it's an anger it's yeah. a i don't think we've described our different types of punk which i think that's we true. should do now we so. have pretty different types. yeah of punk, because like sure. you're more emo punk yeah and sure. you get that kind of from your teenage years right yes no i like I went pretty hardcore emo um, in, uh, like, middle school. By early high school, like, the, the thing is that, like, I don't know. The fun about MySpace is that the fact that it lasted, like, a couple of years longer yeah. um, in Mexico than it did in the States. Uh, so I was able to be, like, a, like, I guess, like, MySpace twink type of thing. Uh, I know that now. Did not uh-huh. know it then. <laughs> Would have been way more fun if I'd embraced it. But, like, yeah, um, MySpace, like... There were no adults in MySpace. Like, fucking mm-hmm. Facebook has so many old people that, like, yeah. Facebook isn't me. Like, I, Facebook I, is the most, like, stupid representation of who I am. Like, but, like yeah. one of the reasons I want to get rid of Facebook is I don't want more adults. <laughs> like, I don't want to do... I also it's hate... So I also don't like seeing people getting married and engaged it's and shit. It's goddamn boring. It's I the don't most, like, in my life. heteronormative, like, mm-hmm. 
capitalistic, like, yeah. my family's normal, like, this type of thing. Like, yeah. people aren't allowed to show their, like, weird shit on Facebook yeah. anymore. Yeah, no, no, MySpace was, MySpace was a good... Oh, yeah, back to MySpace. ...era. Um, so, like, I, I'm definitely that, like, remnant. And it's becoming, like, a lot cooler now to be emo. And a lot of people are just like, ah, it's not emo. And I do the same thing. Like, Yeah, but emo punk is, is but, like, a hybrid. Yeah. Th- that's the thing that I love about emo punk. Because, like, I, I'd love to be, like, goth punk and, like, shit like that. Like, I, like, um, I, I love people like fucking Suzy Sue and, uh, like, Bauhaus and... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cure and stuff like that, and, and I very much relate to a more like goth plane than like emo emo. But yeah. At the same time, I feel like like beginning like two thousand five two thousand eight, yeah. Uh huh. Um, emo was uh, like uh, it, it was a lot more goth. Like it was a lot more like black hair and mm-hmm. like um, dark eyeliner. And um, the thing that I really appreciate about like this new revival of emo is the fact that. God, I sound so fucking what? No, like, analytical about everything. I hate well, I think I think it's fine. <laughs> one, I think we do this a lot just between us. Yeah, uh, because we we love to Shut figure. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we, we love to figure out why we like things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so we overanalyze it because that's the way we were taught yeah. to to learn to why we like that's those true. particular things. But like. New emo seems very queer. And I uh-huh. love that because it's it's a lot more colorful. Like the like fringe thing, like that's not a thing anymore. Like, yeah, that's which like, I'm okay no, with. No, because same, I, no, which honestly, I'm like, like I'm fine that that's gone. I did not like the fringe thing. No, it, it wasn't like I did that. Like, and it's not my best haircut ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> not that this is my favorite haircut ever, but like that's fine. Like it's, um, it's become a lot more refined and a lot more aesthetic and a lot more yeah. like the good parts of emo resurfacing yeah also depends on who it is how good looking they are like so so what makes what what's so punk about it like what what makes it more punk than emo more emo than punk like i would say it's more um emo than punk because it's not really born out of anger it's born more out of like sadness yeah um melancholy melancholy yeah yeah yeah. boredom yeah (laughs) so like we we understand that's that's true uh yeah fuck suburbia um but like it, it it feels good because it is that like same anti-capitalist statement and, and i and i like mm-hmm. i definitely agree with the videos that are talking about like that, that, well there where where they'll include like emo within like a spectrum of goth or a spectrum of punk mm-hmm. i would say that it is a spectrum of punk for sure yeah um but it's not a spectrum of goth because it came from a completely different place mm-hmm. um I don't know. It, it's just, it's weird. And I've said like, like I say all the time that I'm just like, oh, I'm so goth, like, oh, I'm so emo, like, uh-huh. all the time. Uh, which said in that voice means that I'm so gay. But like, <laughs> it's and I roll my eyes. Yeah. In, in beauty. <laughs> in beauty. Yeah, I, I like emo because it's a lot more free. Like goth mm-hmm. is very set and very like standard aesthetics. Yeah. It hasn't really changed much since the '80s, to be honest. Like it, it has changed. We've gotten things like cyber goth and like. Um, Cybergoth, like and like, Deathcore's is, come back, which is fucking cool. Cybergoth is that like fucking uh, what's his face in the Matrix? Is that is that kind of Cybergoth? No, it, it's more like colorful, like tube wigs and like, uh, like kind of um, more like if 
An Apple um, Watch on both arms. An Apple Watch on both arms. <laughs> it, it's more blaring. Um, I don't know. I don't know what. It's more Mad Max. Like, oh, okay, but more colorful. Like, All right. If Mad Max only used the colors purple, green, and black, Cybergoth. <laughs> Cybergoth. Um, <laughs> but yeah. All right, that that makes me sad. <laughs> like, also, who Cyber dresses? Isn't my favorite. Who dresses like that every day? Like, that's not an everyday thing. See, is actually, it? that's been a, like, well, th- there are people who are able to dress that way every day. Like, this is the problem about being like you. You kind of have to have it for um, for for your off days. Because like, if I showed up in like fucking vampire clothes with like my yeah. like color popped up. Yeah. Um, to work like it would be the most unprofessional thing in the yeah. world, which is just my ongoing like battle with professionalism how mm-hmm. stupid it is yeah but um goth until well just like punk in general until you are able to sustain yourself on something that values being like goth or emo or anything like that mm-hmm. like you have to kind of tone it down yeah. for work because like the people that i know uh one of them does have like a day-to-day job i think and then but uh she balances it pretty well and the other's like a musician like if you do it through art it, mm-hmm. it, you can totally like that that is a perfect way to to express your gothness your punkness david bowie like <laughs> i think you need to say that louder <laughs> i like this is what i want to be fucking david bowie like yeah oh my god like people like jeffree star and david bowie like um and even like YouTubers like Seth Sanyadi and like stuff like it, like who have really distinctive aesthetics and just like did not compromise. Like uh-huh. you were talking about that picture where like David Bowie's walking yeah. right down with the, like his wife and yeah. like and they're and, switched. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that was way before David Bowie was famous. Uh-huh. And, like it makes me feel like that was a couple I, of like, years. Yeah. What am I doing with my life? Like why am I not just going for it? Uh huh. Um, when like the <laughs> well, people you that need I know. A paycheck. Yeah. No, so. I agree. But like at the same time, like. Am I going to sell myself for um, fucking working like menial jobs? Yeah. Um, and get a decent amount of money where I'm still fucking poor. I think. But the, like the thing about punk is, punk realizes that you have to do it. Like yeah, a, a lot of sectors of punk uh, understand like you have to kind of do your work your menial work and stuff and and punk music and the lifestyle is a way to remedy uh just like the frustrations that come from that no and i need so like like i need because because there there are um a lot of like ex ex punks who are still punks that that work like business jobs and stuff Mm -hmm. and then uh in the in their free time they they go to concerts and shit and like that's that's the way they get that mm-hmm. that feeling out like i don't know T- to me punk is an expression of the fact that we need more freedom than what we have mm-hmm. like <laughs> i like it very much as i think I, I know people who feel comfortable in their jobs and shit like that but like at the same time like you talk to like non-punk people or whatever and- <laughs> Like the normies, the normies. Nobody's normal. That's, that's so stupid. But like, you talk to people who aren't like, like, I don't know. Like, I'll go to a party and drag, or I'll go to like, um, fucking anywhere and like have on like crazy makeup or like yeah. outside. And I get people who 
are like, yeah, that's fucking, like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, I get people who think that I'm weird, but that just makes me happy. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, you most feed people... off that. Most people, like, are like, yeah, liberty, like, freedom, like, you should do that. Like, I feel like people want more out of life than what they're given, mm-hmm. and, like, like so many things, like the fucking gender binary, and, like, like <laughs> capitalism, yeah. and things like that. Like, it's just rules that we've made up for no fucking reason. Like, we did, maybe mm-hmm. we did have a reason at one point but like they need to be reanalyzed they need to yeah. be shaken up a little bit and like allow us to like fucking live because life is short yeah life is so fucking short and we're gonna die <laughs> and i i think like, that's the one thing uh punk music fucking realizes <laughs> and it's like in the centers uh is like we need to have fun because we're gonna die like we need to like get things out do things get these feelings out because we're gonna die and like mm-hmm. it won't matter in like a hundred years and everything but we might as well do something about it we so. also like i feel like we need the crazies to like make everybody else seem normal because like yeah. in comparison to marilyn manson i'm fucking tame but at the same time i want to be marilyn manson but like if i show somebody a picture of like marilyn manson and be like this is my inspiration they see me and i'm just like ah so toned down such a like calm well-adjusted human yeah and I don't know. Like, Does Mar- like did Marilyn Manson act and was he, was he always kind of that way? He was actually a preacher's kid. Really? Which is part of the reason why I fucking loved him. Yeah. I love. Oh my god, Marilyn Manson. Like I'd marry him. Anyway, <laughs> but like <laughs> but um, like was he always kind of that way or or like I don't know. I think I it, like, I think it's a development thing and like it's you figure out he's who been that you way for a while. Stuff. Well, yeah, because like, he's super old now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. But like, How no, old no, no, is no, he, though? No idea. Don't care. Um, <laughs> he's like... I don't, I don't know. I remember watching a like interview with David Letterman, which is one of the things that makes me the angriest in the world, because David Letterman is just shutting him down and just being like, yeah. that's the first sensitive, sensible thing you've said all day. And I'm, like, I'm just like... David Letterman was being, a bitch sometimes. He's not being unsensitive he's yeah. just different like okay i retract what i said before he's 48 he's not super old but like i don't know in my mind i thought he was like 60 <laughs> <laughs> wow what makeup does to a face um you were not, saying david letterman oh uh david letterman was just being like fucking annoying as fuck and being super like everything normative and uh, yeah like, I, I don't know to, to me like Marilyn Manson was so freeing because yeah. like he like realized that Christianity was not for him. It, like he went a little extreme and said mm-hmm. we don't like super Satanist, but like I like he's not actually Satanist. He's just kind of Yeah. I don't know that actually. I've said that and I don't know. <laughs> I We say a lot liar. of things here that we don't know and that's fine. No, compulsive liar. Like I like I compulsive liar. Um have you seen talking about David Letterman, have you seen the interview that he did with uh joaquin phoenix the when joaquin yes! phoenix was like doing his character so and everything. Awkward. i loved i love that like that interview i will sometimes just watch it out of catharsis like i just need to watch someone being weird and like freaking david letterman out and stuff and yeah. uh i love it because he's he's talking about like eating people out and and like <laughs> being trying to start a rap career like quitting quitting hollywood and everything and it's so 
funny. It's so good. I've never. I haven't seen the movie yet. The. Uh, I'm still here. I think it's Joaquin Phoenix because like that was the first time I was like, oh, there's this guy called Joaquin Phoenix somewhere. <laughs> so I think I remember seeing him in like he's Puerto Rican. Really, Puerto Rican. Uh, I don't <laughs> like. I, I say it, I say it that way because like he was born in Puerto Rico to uh, to like a family a family of. Uh, what are they called? Missionaries. So, like, oh. his parents were missionaries. They had River. They had Joaquin and a couple. And, like, I think the other kid. And they were all in Puerto Rico. They kind of grew up there. But I don't know if they really Missionary think that they're Missionary kids are Puerto really Ricans. interesting. Yeah. Like, I, like, just, like, seeing my mom. Like, I'm less of a missionary kid than my mom. Yeah. Um, because, like, my dad's Mexican. So, I, like, I was an outsider because I look really white. Mm-hmm. And I, like, could speak English and, like, live sometime in the States um, as well. So so there was that divide because, like, I, I wasn't ever fully a part of, like, being Mexican um, for no reason. Because I literally grew up there and, like, mm-hmm. that's most of my culture. And, like, I, like yeah. I, I do act really American and I've become more American as time has gone on. But, like, Americanism is, like, a social and construct. I, but, like, at the same yeah. time, like... And I think that's, like, I think just that being here. don't realize the fact that, like, Monterey is <laughs> like like I, it's annoying like I want to say American but it's more like American-esque because it's kind yeah. of like it's become that like I don't know I love Monterey I hate Monterey it's <laughs> interesting I don't know where you were going with that but uh, I'm gonna take that rail put my own uh train cart on there stomp your butt on it and uh, rub it around until there's a little brack <laughs> keep going <laughs> um i i'm gonna talk a little bit about folk punk because you talked about emo punk yeah no, and then we we can have a little conversation about kind of what's different but like for me i consider myself more folk punk and the funny th- like the interesting thing with you was you were saying that uh for you like there's this idea of like you dress more emo punk on your days when you're not working or whatever and like i i'm i'm happy that i like i'm gonna keep doing education and stuff because i feel like i can always dress the way that i would dress as like a folk punk person which which honestly like it's it's if you put us against uh, normal hipsters, it's kind of hard to tell. But, uh, but I think I think if if you yeah. allow yourself to smell, <laughs> you'll be able to tell who's folk punk and who's not. <laughs> and uh, it's I don't think it's an insult though. Like I don't I honestly don't think that's an insult for most people in the folk punk community because. It's it's a thing that's almost always referenced in songs of of like some of the fact that like uh, one of my favorite Ramshackle Glory songs says like I haven't showered in 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 like four months and it's not because I'm grungy it's it's just because I haven't been able to shower don't want to shower and and it's it like that's really. <laughs> Now, now I just sound like a dirtbag. <laughs> now I just sound like I'm, I'm super smelly. But I, I try my best, uh, to not I've smell never bad. That you smell <laughs> Thank bad, you. So. <laughs> Thank good. you. But uh, 
folk punk for me, like, I, I got... I got into folk punk music through uh, two, two really good friends of mine. They were just like, oh, you like this kind of melancholy-esque music and stuff. Here's, here's some of this. And it was a development for me because, like, I loved Bob Dylan and uh, Woody Guthrie and stuff, like, old folk music stuff. And folk punk just mixes that old-timey kind of sound, Americana sound, which is funny because, like, I hate America, but, like, Americana music, like, I love because it's it's trying to speak to something bigger. Like, it's trying to speak to the mythical, to the the ether. Yeah. No, I feel like that's the biggest difference between, like, folk punk and emo punk is that, Mm -hmm. like, folk punk is very, like... I feel like punk punk is very, like, timeless. Like, it's yeah. very, like, set in the, like, late 70s, early 80s yeah. type of thing. <laughs> timeless, but it's set to a time. Yeah, no, it hasn't <laughs> developed much. Yeah. Um, but, like, emo punk is very futuristic and very mm. modern and tries as hard to, like, ignore that everything that happens until now. And folk punk is very Americana, very, like, bringing in that, like, Walt Whitman tradition yeah. into um, punkness, which is really yeah. interesting. Like I, like, I just really loved that. Yeah, I I think you're you're right in that. Like it's it's kind of Walt Whitmany uh, in the sense of just like it's interested in a a time before queer as fuck. But like yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. I was I was reading this article which was uh, I think it was Song of Myself, uh, but only the queer parts in it. No, it was uh, the entire book Leaves of Grass, but only the queer parts, and it was beautiful look it up it's an amazing article that's all of the poetry of Walt Whitman you ever need to read because it's amazing um but where was I um so yeah folk punk kind of speaks more to that and I I that's that's what attracted me to it and it wasn't there was never really there's never really a push within like the folk punk community I think of being of like dressing in a particular way or like being in like being a particular way like you go to a folk punk concert or you go to something dressed as you always dress like as however you are and you're folk punk like it doesn't matter and um they're the only issues like sometimes they're because it's Unfortunately, it comes. It happens within the punk community of, uh, like, there's violence and stuff sometimes at concerts yeah. and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, that that worries me. Like, I I don't really like that side of things. But I think some folk punk groups and stuff have done a really good job at at addressing that. And an, another difference between us, I think, you just flipped me off. <laughs> Go on. Another difference between us. Well, that's me being folk punk motherfucker. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the, camera. <laughs> uh, the difference between us is I. I think I attach my folk punkness more to music than you do your emo punkness. I think you do that more towards like the way Fashion. you dress and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, to... I feel that. Like. At the same time, like, the thing about punk is that it originated in music. Like, mm-hmm. this is what all these things have, like, emo, goth, like, 
scene, all this shit originated in music. So, are there like what would you consider as emo punk music? Like My Chemical Romance? Oh, a hundred percent. My Chem is just like the fucking god of everything. <laughs> I I um, li- I've only listened to one album, and it was uh, Welcome to ba- to the Black, Black Parade. Parade. <laughs> Black Parade. The things that like um, I feel like Welcome to the Black Parade. They had become so polished that they like started incorporating things like Queen and like yeah, uh, like just old rock and roll. Um, into it but to me three cheers is the one that's just yeah. straight up fucking emo mm. and i like I'll try to three cheers to it at some point. i like oh my yeah. god the like, that's so the, much crying so much emotion that's like, the thing is i i i love all types of music but what i love about folk punk is that it isn't polished like it most of the recordings are kind of crude recordings and stuff and emo is way and more polished yeah, yeah and it's mm-hmm. done like yes some folk punk groups go to a studio and do it but some just straight up record on a microphone like we have here in their homes with shitty sound quality and stuff and it doesn't matter because yeah. because the weight almost always is in the words and not the sound quality and the production. No, I remember when I first met you, like, um, like, like I've met you before, but like <laughs> when you were the essay and yeah. like we were living in the Rommel, like, um, like I remember that like listening to your music while you were taking a shower, <laughs> yeah, and uh, being a little bit like put off by how mm-hmm. like amateurish it sounded because like i've grown up in conservatories like yeah that's the unpunk part of me like <laughs> like i grew up with a lot of like classical music and a yeah. lot of like very hard like there's no such like i don't know to, to me like one of the most valuable things that i've learned is like the like human feel of art of like making it look like grungy on purpose mm-hmm. um just to make it look more human is fucking bullshit yeah because no, we're capable totally of more. um so like i like classical music is very much pushing you to become um so perfect that you kind of become a human like uh like record like mm-hmm. you will play the same thing the exact same way my favorite classical time. music is that it it feels almost inhuman like it's no it's supposed it to does. feel so polished that it that it feels like uh like uh michelangelo paint, uh statue or yeah. something no and one of the most helpful things that my mom ever told me was that because uh, like i like i told her since i was a kid that i wanted to be a musician like i like i just like that's what i wanted to do all my life and now i've kind of combined it with like drag queen comic book writing because yeah. that like involves like art and writing and like everything like i want to be all these things but um i like one of the most helpful things she, that she told me was that, like, no, you would be miserable as a classical musician because you do have to become a recorder. And she understood mm-hmm. enough about classical music to know that. That, like, classical music is very the same way strict. a thousand times. And I don't like that. Like, yeah. I love being on the, like, edge of shit and, yeah. like, trying to um, make things, like, newer and weirder and fucking, mm-hmm. like, different every single time. Yeah. Um, You're, so you were saying about, like, uh, listening to my music for the first time yeah you were saying it was um like it was off-putting at first because it it was really simple like maybe like a ukulele and like Mm -hmm. someone's shitty voice (laughs) singing and like it's not a shitty voice it's like it's an it's just yeah it's not it's not a voice you would hear on popular radio radio and Mm -hmm. stuff and i like i think that i'd gotten so used to 
polish and uh-huh. like having everything be flawless and like having things like that. Like to me, your music was kind of helpful and like making me be like, like why? Why do we do this? Like mm-hmm. the reason why I love live music is because it's like different and yeah. kind of shitty and sometimes they hit the wrong note and sometimes like but but it's a good like ethereal feeling like, to me like one of the songs that if i would ever make a movie i would want to include it um but i don't think that i could uh is uh florence the machine how big how be- how how big how blue how beautiful but like the demo mm. um like i, I love demos I love... are amazing yeah no they're oh my god like so visceral and, yeah like, so because weird. because people are still trying to figure shit out yeah. and stuff yeah um but like in the demo like there's less of like background voices less noise it's just like florence with the band yeah in the back the problem is that i feel like if i would ever insert it into anything um like the like the money note she's flat uh-huh. um and uh like i know that she's flat but that note feels so good to me because it's because it's flat yeah and like i like i don't know i i want to i want i want to get more into florence and the machine i've never really listened to oh my fucking like she saved my life like she literally saved my life yeah i like i remember being in theology school and like i had a cd of hers and i thought that that seed like ceremonials i thought that that was what was making me like so dark and so Mm -hmm upset about that, everything that because like it was kind of it was kind of a period where i like was really trying to be christian yeah like i like i you were was doing trying to not be queer i was trying to be as like happy as i could with the situation and that was honestly like i like i tried to commit suicide really like mm-hmm. soon after that um but i remember like going into the forest i had a roommate at the time and like i like um i had ceremonies in my hand and i just like threw it and walked away um like the like thing open the like little pamphlet like flew out the cd like fell into the like trees and i was just done with it i was done with florence the machine i was done with feeling like shit i was done yeah. with feeling rebellious and um like angry about everything and i like went home and didn't sleep that entire night mm-hmm. because i was lost and I had nothing like i had nothing that i enjoyed because at the time like i realized that the only thing that i ever enjoyed and the only thing that like kept me alive was the fact that I could still listen to Florence and the Machine, mm-hmm. um, and I knew that it could bring me to a good place. Yeah. And there were times when I like even listening to like Florence and the Machine or My Chem, like I like I couldn't feel anything, yeah. and that's when I like I was afraid that I would never feel anything again, and that's when I like would get really close to suicide or like actually try mm-hmm. um, or things like that. And like I remember the next day, I woke up really early, and I was just like, "Fuck this! I need Florence." And like I went into the um, into the forest and I picked up uh, the CD and the pamphlet. No, I don't think I ever found the pamphlet. No, I did because I still have it. Anyway, um, I like I found the CD. I found the pamphlet. I found um, the like case and I went into my car and just like played the entire album to make sure that it wasn't scratched and it mm-hmm. wasn't, which is a miracle because it fucking rained. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I don't know. Like like that moment was a moment where I like it was very pivotal where i found out and like my whole perspective changed of just like this is me like the florence part of me that is sad and grand and needs big shit um is the part of me that is keeping me alive not the one that's trying to be christian trying to be like a good boy (laughs) Um, but like 
I like, I could hear your eyeballs roll. <laughs> <laughs> like was, from over here. That uh, was intense. <laughs> I like Oh my god. I that was a moment when I realized that I needed some changes in my life and I needed to be braver and leave and uh, not come back. Yeah. Today's episode sponsored by Queer Alternative Realities of Your Parents, the alternative reality with queer visions of your parents where maybe you want one, but maybe they were bisexual. Use the code they, but not maybe they, <laughs> on their online shop for a 20% discount on the newest merch. When you were talking about kind of like the mu- particular music that saved your life and stuff, for me, it really was a combination of, let's get really hipstery, um, Neutral Milk Hotel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <I> <laughs> uh, Frank Turner. And there was another one that I was thinking about. But those two were honestly, like, the, the biggest for me. And Neutral Milk Hotel, I, I remember reading it, reading about them in a book somewhere. And I was like, oh, I'll check out this album. And it was uh, in the airplane over the sea, and I, I listened to the entire thing, and it, it doesn't have really good quality for some parts. It has great quality, like sound quality for other parts. And it, it, but in the entirety of it, it's just poetic and fantastic. And that was even before I found out that I liked poetry and that I liked uh those type of like flowery bits and it it the the words that like it talked about people trying to commit suicide people trying to hurt themselves people not understanding who they are as themselves and i loved that um it was very abstract though and that's when I got into Frank Turner, who Frank Turner is way... I'd, I'd consider him as English folk punk uh, because he uses mandolin on some of his tracks. And, and I think I've seen other people kind of put him in that same corner. Uh, but I, I fell in love with Frank Turner because he was very clear and to the point of just like, I, I hate these things about myself. I love these things about myself. And these are the things that are keeping me alive. And uh, it it just spoke so strongly to me. I remember I was going through a really bad breakup. And I heard the song Recovery on the radio. Um, on, like, the stupid college radio <laughs> here. And I instantly picked up the phone, called the radio station, and I was like, what is the title of the song? Like, I missed it, and I need to fucking know. And they were just like, oh, it's Recovery by Frank Turner. And I wrote it down, and I was like, thank you uh, so much. And I looked it up, and that's where I started listening to all of his music. Because that song uh, was the one thing that reminded me uh, it, that it's really hard to get through a breakup, but but you can get through it, and and it's it's just about time. It's it's okay to also feel shitty about it, and forever. <laughs> but like, it it's just a a working process, and um, 
I don't know. There, there's something really magical about that type of music. Music that captures you so viscerally, and then, and then, you work it through your system to figure out those those answers for yourself. Yeah, it's also the fact that like, it's the kind of music that our parents hate so oh, much. Oh yeah, no, like, for sure. That makes it so much better because <laughs> yeah. I remember that it'd be like, oh, it's like Satan music. And, like, yeah. Like, for me, it was, uh, was, my dad was always saying, why are those people yelling so much? And it's like, that that's fucking music. Like, it, it, yeah. it, it don't fucking, uh, but also my dad only listens mostly to, like, Mercedes Sosa and, like, all that type of shit where it's very, I don't know, classical in some senses. Yeah. But, no, my parents, it's a lot of, like, John Denver and the Carpenters, I feel like, are a very good representation really? of like That's my weird. childhood music. Huh. Um, but uh, That's an interesting mix. Yeah, no, it was it was weird. It was interesting. Because, like, my mom and dad have polar opposite understandings of music and, yeah. like, different things that they value in it and stuff like that. And I think that was very helpful because, like, I, I could realize that, like, I could have something that was completely different. But they, they like, I remember my dad, like, talking to me and be like, I thought you were more musical than that. And I was just like, about the music about that the music you were listening to. Like, Honestly, like, it was what, like what in particular do you think? Um, it was St. Vincent. Okay, um, yeah. And uh, I think it was, uh, it was actually, it was like pretty recently. Yeah. Um, Digital Witness. Like, mm-hmm. I was listening to that. And like, it's not even that weird of a song. Like, to me, that like it's kind of mainstream. It got really popular. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, I think I, I was listening to St. Vincent's song earlier. Yeah. I don't know if it was that or not. But... Um, yeah, my dad, like, kind of judged me, and was like, I thought you were more musical than that. I was just like, no. <laughs> yeah. But, um, the fact that it's also the kind of music that is so out of my parents' reach, mm-hmm. um, was so good. Because, like, it made, like, first of all, from a, like, liberal arts, like, open-mindedness standpoint, it makes me realize that there's music that's out of my reach. Yeah. Um, that I'm not capable of understanding. Um, and that's very... Yeah, uh, it's very. I feel like telling to the human experience mm-hmm. and the fact that like, I, I was talking to. Sorry for interrupting yeah. you, but I was talking to a friend mm-hmm. about who. Keep going. <laughs> to a friend who. <laughs> I was talking to a friend who listens to to music that is like math based. It's like math based rock. I've no. I've never been able to understand <laughs> it, but it's it's apparently very beautiful and stuff. But like. Lies. When when you were <laughs> when you were, you were saying that there is music out there that you will never understand, that's exactly what I thought about. Like there there is some things that it, I'm just never gonna. Unfortunately, music. one of those is Ed Sheeran. Like fucking, I will I, I will not get why Southern Gospel. There there are some it. songs that I do like by Ed Sheeran, but there. So just, like in the choir so that I was in. Um, in theology school, um, we like had to do Southern Gospel because like a lot of our patrons like love Southern Gospel and like, yeah. Gaithers and shit like that. I, I don't know if you know who they are, but like mm. like one of the first concerts that I ever went to was the Gaithers, and that was fucking awful. Um, it's like a like four like preacher dudes like oh, singing <laughs> and um, like Southern Gospel bothers me for several reasons. First of all, it's very Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, um, it's very, like, it's very conservative in the fact that it wants to go back to this, like, ideal, like, um, like, Bible Belt sort of Mm. existence, and A, that never existed, 
be like the only ones that thrived in that were white republicans yeah um and uh like even then they didn't because they were all fucking poor so i don't know like but they were um, working hard and like you know the third thing the thing that bothers thing. me the most is cultural so. appropriation mm. because it is 185 percent taken from um the like black community and like black gospel like yeah. Um, sentiments and like anti-slavery sentiments and anti like everything and to me it's the most bizarro genre in the world because it is the oppressor um, feeling oppressed with heavy quotes um, and taking over this genre that's not theirs and they don't do well Um, and it's so like that is a genre I will never understand yeah like I cannot get southern gospel and there are people who get like so into it and I remember like there were like okay so there was a guy in my class name was and um, he, uh, I love that nickname. Um, <laughs> he had Asperger's, so yeah. I'm being a little bit of a dick. Um, but um, he would like in chapel, he would like lift his Bible up into the sky and do this like march dance. I remember you telling yeah. me about this. Yeah, and um, I don't know, like I like there is nothing I would want to be less than Josiah's <laughs> wife. Um, because he was a sexist asshole. I think he's married now. And God bless her. I don't know who she is, but, like, she, she should get divorced. But, um... She might be happy. You you don't know. You're, you're right. And I just don't understand this, like, life at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's a uh, very particular type of lifestyle. But I remember that, that he was in the choir, too, could not fucking sing. Uh-huh. But, like, um... <laughs> Uh, he was in this choir, and like whenever we play something gospel, he'd get like so fucking excited and just like jumping, and he was having the time of his life, and he was like, "Oh yeah, this is the shit that I live for." And like, I'm sure he didn't say shit. He should have. <laughs> but like, um, to me, it was just so incomprehensible that he was such, having such a good time, and I felt so uncomfortable because like it is cultural appropriation. Yeah. Like it's like it's white people trying to be black and like it not working and then being in such denial that it was like something that they originated because like the people that I would talk to about this like when I would like talk to my grandparents about like doesn't this feel a little bit like wrong to you like at the world at the time I didn't know the word cultural appropriation it just like felt odd and they were like no 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 this is our music it like came from like the the south and like the bible belt and it's like and I was like no it's not it's black music that you appropriated and made something very 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 suburban heteronormative bible belty mm-hmm. and like i like it just it makes me so uncomfortable but yeah punk shit got this um it's just like so that's a genre that i'm never gonna be able to understand yeah like i like i wish that i'd never been exposed to it it makes me uncomfortable that i know the words to some of these songs it makes me uncomfortable that i enjoy the music at a time mm-hmm. um and i like like i am so ashamed yeah that, that, that makes me that like it's not as bad for me i don't think but like i i hate country music now but i used <laughs> to like country music and i think it's because i didn't know what folk was yet and like i liked the different things in country that country gets from folk so the t- storytelling aspects of a particular song, very like forward, and, yeah, thing. like not yeah. really veiling your emotions very much. Yeah, and and sometimes being a little poetic. Country isn't good at that. Folk is. Yeah. And uh, when I found folk music, I was like, "This is my shit." Country, fucking go away. Uh-huh. This is it. And then 
and then after that it was like oh folk punk like it finally gets to the emotions that that i completely feel and the the negative things that i have towards uh government capitalism and everything and uh just and that's honestly where i like figured out that i was an anarchist was from listening to uh anarchist folk punk yes yeah. was, was being just like Politics. oh yeah, yeah yeah because like folk punk is not afraid of talking about politics and mm. punk in general isn't and i love that about it. i think of green day especially american idiot is a really good example of uh punk music being very obvious about what it dislikes it's yeah. like we fucking hate the bush administration and this is why and and like explains the whole the whole thing while being somewhat poetic like yeah. it's direct but poetic oh with and the idea of of the entire storyline that they create i am done with people shitting on american idiot like I me too done. because because like, like people are like i'm i'm over that green day is fucking bullshit and i'm and i'm just like, like talking about like how like the new green day shit wasn't the same as the old like <sighs> it's true Old Green Day shit was so good. Revolution like, Radio is really good though. Like yeah. that new album that they just came out with I is good. To it. It's it's pretty solid. Awesome. There there are some songs that are just like a little off, but but like American Indian He's fucking in his forties. Like true. it's it's not gonna be the same unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. Like that's my fear in like a My Chem reunion. Yeah. Like Gerard Way, like Frank Lara and like <laughs> Ray Toro, like, aren't the same people. No. Um, and and were. I don't think we're expected to and be. And there's a certain like, youth that makes my chem work. And I think there's a certain youth that makes punk work. Like, yeah. it's, it's, unfortunately, a, it has to be kind of a thing of your, like, of your teens and 20s and maybe 30s, but, but it, it feels... It has to be a young thing. Yeah, it feels kind of weird that, like, you could... You either grow out of it or it just doesn't accept you as much yeah. anymore. And, like, I'm, I'm kind of afraid of that point where, where like... Me too. I'll, I'll no longer feel normal going to those type of concerts or whatever. Yeah, me too. I, like, I am terrified of old age because I feel like I'm not going to fit well as an old person like i don't make sense yeah um and i think a I lot of old people thought that too yeah though. like that's true it's... also like the old people references that i have are not the kind of old person that yeah. i can be and i'm so afraid because they like they all talk about like having like wild youths and the fact that like they just like i just sobered up and became happier and more well-adjusted as i get like and i don't want it like, i want to be happy yeah. i really fucking want to be happy like yeah I like I, I wanna have um I wanna not be lonely. I, I wanna like the worst thing that I like don't want to admit about myself is the fact that I am lonely. And I like I, I like that's a pathetic sentiment. Yeah. Um but I'm not alone. Like yeah. I feel like everybody feels lonely, like in a relationship, out of a relationship, mm -hmm. like stuff like that. Like it's a very visceral human feeling that we are obsessed about and we can't get over it. It's also, I think, a very punk thing. Yeah, like no, yeah. punk for sure is lonely as fuck. <laughs> talks about loneliness to the yeah. end of the earth. See, I back. feel like also like one of the things that, to me, like 
punk and emo like and drag like having that sort of intersection of gender fuck um is that distancing loneliness because yeah. having a lot of makeup on is very distancing oh yeah it's part of the reason why i don't do it every day because i, I want to feel like a human and a lot of times like i'll like show up to a party um and then like find a bathroom and wipe off the shit and become yeah. a human again um but like makeup is very distancing and very lonely and very like it indicates the fact that I need you to stay a foot away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me. I don't know if that is for everybody else. Like, yeah. I'm also like, I'm not a fat, like, assigned female at birth, like, yeah. where I've had, like, makeup as just kind of a thing that I've done, and, like, to the point where, like, people think that I look sick when I don't, like, yeah. wear mascara and stuff like that. Like, to me, makeup is very much a, like, it's a thing that becomes extra mm-hmm. and becomes, uh, like, freeing. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I think makeup is very distancing. Yeah. And I wish that it weren't because a lot of times, like it goes back to dysphoria and I like, I need something to be able to alleviate my dysphoria. And I know that I look more feminine with makeup on. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of need to look more feminine, which is why I want FFS and why I want like, um, something that'll permanently alter my face to where I don't need makeup to look feminine yeah um i don't know to me being queer and being punk is kind of it's definitely had an internet mixing like that there's a there's there's a very strict correlation between the two um partially partially the reason why i love like emo um punk uh more than like folk punk is because of that like aesthetics like makeup thing because emo is very androgynous like yeah. guys and girls have the same haircut um, we use the same makeup. It's like pale foundation, with mm-hmm. like eyeliner at the wazoo, no blush, and like kind of like sometimes even like foundation on the lips so that like we look mm-hmm. like we have no color in our face, um, or uh, like a fucking dark lipstick. Um, yeah. And it's very androgynous. Everybody uses the same thing. Everybody wears skinny jeans and like a band tee. Um, yeah. And. Um, I don't know. I like the fact that it's evolved um, since then and we've become a lot more um, because of the queer core thing. Like, I think the intersection between you and I is queer core, for yeah. sure. Um, and it sucks that, like, Power Bottom is, like, involved. I I was wondering when we would talk about kind Power of, Bottom. Yeah, kind of talk about what, what's happened with Power Bottom. heartbroken, but at the same time, I'm not going to support No, yeah, like, I'm frustrated as fuck with, with what's happened. Um, because Power Bottom was a great band. Power Bottom was freedom. Like yeah, it, was like, yeah. it felt like there there was particular songs that that just spoke so well about being queer and punk and everything. But it you can't support that shit. Like there and have you read what kind of just came out from their new publicist? Uh, it's. It's this whole thing about uh, about it being still very unclear of what's happened, and um, that the record label should not have dropped them, and and stuff like that. It was kind of defending them, and they just put up their first album back, uh, Ugly Cherries, uh, back on like all the big websites, Spotify, and everything. Uh, it's back because I think 
their original record label took them down mm-hmm. after all the and allegations and stuff. Yeah, too, for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I I did see that. I think. Um. I just. I don't know. I, I think I put too much hope in them. And I think we all did. Yeah. I think we all did. And one th- one tweet that I liked that they did before all this shit happened was. Uh, they tweeted once saying there are a shit ton of other queer punk-ish bands out there that queer core that aren't us and that you should be supporting and stuff and I read through like the tweet and uh, the thread that happened underneath of people sharing and stuff and I found other stuff that I just I like more and I have it and I need to yeah um, because like I like that was my introduction to queer core mm-hmm. and it just feels so right and if i were to do a band like this is the reason why like my brother and i've been wanting to start a band forever and i think like i trust him musically more than i trust most other people yeah um but i need to do queer core and we've talked about this and like i like like we've talked about the fact that he's uh <laughs> like he literally said i think um that like we can do this we can start a band and like you can put in the queer shit but just don't tell me about it and i was like First of all, don't ask until it didn't work. And like, um, <laughs> very. Second true. of all, like, I'm gonna be on stage in heels and drag. Yeah. Is there anything else that you need for me to tell you that that's queer as fuck? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not gonna go around pronouns, and I'm not gonna refer to myself as he, and I'm not gonna refer to the people that I date as she, mm-hmm. um, if they're not she. I would give anything to be able to feel euphoric all the time because it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter whether or not I would fuck up shit. Like, I would still feel euphoric. Um, and that's, like, I don't know. Drugs don't do that. They, like, they do it somewhat. But people like to think that they do. They don't. They, they accentuate so like the euphoria that you do feel is a billion times more um but also the self-hatred that you feel and the inescapableness of your body is amped up to a billion like for me like i like i already feel like my body's inescapable and like on drugs i realize that it's just turning certain things up certain things down and i'm a robot (laughs) (laughs) no i we've talked about this like drinking and doing other things kind of admitting to nothing I've never done drugs yeah magnify certain aspects of dysphoria yeah because especially for you and me we concentrate on the face we concentrate on body parts and stuff and uh, oh the weirdest part is like feeling your pee inside you like a vomit like and then you like realize that the pee's coming out of your penis and the like the penis feels like so there and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah so visceral Yeah. yeah No, it's weird. No, it, it drugs don't do it, and it might be a queer thing. I think it, honestly, it's a human, no, it's thing, a human thing of just like it'll never re- reach that Our sense of euphoria. My, good, so. I remember the first time that I felt like a, a whole sense of euphoria, which was I was about seventeen or eighteen or something, and I was on this trip with friends, and a friend of mine was like just pay attention to your breathing for like three minutes 
and just think, breathe in, breathe out, kind of doing simple meditation. And I was like, all right. And I did that. And I was like, oh my God, I am in this body. I feel everything. And this is amazing. Like, like for, for the first time, I, I noticed so many things about me that I hadn't noticed before. And it wasn't all negative. It was, it was just like how beautiful it is that everything is happening. Yeah. So me, like one of the first times of euphoria that I ever had was uh, like being on stage and yeah. like performing and I like it was the first time that it wasn't like classical so I had made up the shit that I was doing I was in a band that I had like formed with a friend um, and we were doing our own shit and like we like got halfway through the song and everybody like nobody clapped through any of the other songs um, and people started like clapping and like trying to sing along with us and I was just like like this is what I need to be which is part of why I need to start a band like yeah. this is like I think so a weird transitional period that I like I <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing and I like I don't know why I'm doing any of this when I have so clearly in my mind what I want to do yeah but I I think it's because you don't necessarily have all of the things you need to get there yeah like that's true like you you want to have the people who will be in a band and stuff and unfortunately right now in this stupid little town uh that's not a possibility right now yeah so but you will get there. Like I, I completely believe in you. If I, if I had some some sense of music, I would join you. But yeah. I don't. Uh, I think I will always be stuck to the written word. So, yeah. I don't know. I like I. I want a band. Yeah. So much. I I want. I want reading poetry to feel like that. <laughs> like yeah. I want, I want the feeling of being a rock star, but without the the sense of rhythm because yeah. I don't have one. <laughs> no, so. I just want the feeling of being a rock star plus queer shit. Yeah, like I, I want the feeling of being an experience. Yeah, um, and I think that's like, like I love aesthetics because I love the idea of being an experience for somebody yeah. else, um, which is why I think I'd make a great dominatrix. Like I think it'd be wonderful. I agree. Like, if you were going to make an emo punk survival kit of just, like, here is what what it means for you to be emo punk and what it would mean for you to start as emo punk today, like, what would you, what would you look at? What would you look for? I like that. I like that a lot, actually. So, yeah, like, cool. what, what would that be for you? Like, what type of bands, what what uh what clothing what whatever hmm. just so what would it mean for me to go full punk today yeah um i would need a or razor. to like help someone else yeah. get get full punk. i don't give a shit about other people <laughs> i'm just doing this for myself of course um i would um want a needle and some india ink because i'd give myself a tattoo yeah but i'd want to be shitty and be there forever um, I would want a razor to cut off all my hair and my eyebrows. Um, and I um, would want like one pair of leather pants and to wear nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That'd be my punk. That's. I don't think I can top that. <laughs> <laughs> um, because for for like me as folk punk, I 
I want a copy of everything written by Proudhon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it is. Uh, French anarchist. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, it's, it's so hard. I, I came up with a question, but I don't even know the answer to it's it okay. for myself. But like, I, I think for me, it's, I would just listen to what I do now, which is I would listen to a f- shit ton of, uh, of ramshackle glory pat the bunny and stuff and also like if i could i would i would start writing my own stuff like about being queer about being latinx and stuff because i think the community needs that i think that there is some stuff missing um planet x records uh which is a folk punk uh record company not really a company but a record group uh has like a puerto rican folk punk group that that they uh support and like one of the main members has written a book about anarchist uh and like anarchy in puerto rico and stuff beautiful uh i i just i just want more of that i want more stuff that represents particular aspects of of who i am and i want androgynous clothing like i think i think punk needs to to be more androgynous yeah in in some aspects and for me that would that would suffice so yeah and i don't know it's not as hardcore as uh as your shit but uh <laughs> it's fine like, everybody has their own i i i i just connect way more with music i yeah. connect way more with uh with stories and stuff so and i think i, I connect more with like visceral feelings mm-hmm. and like physical pain and yeah I, for me it's because i i'm afraid of physical pain but also i rather i don't know the the stuff that's the most visceral for me are feelings and not connected to the body which means explains a lot about my dysphoria yeah but yeah. so this is our next sponsor our next sponsor is Scissor. Have you explored the vast wasteland that is the lesbian dating app Scissor? It's a goddamn shame. Are you the one person in Kirksville who updated the app nine months ago? If so, you have fucking fans. Fan one. Fan two. Well, we need you to fuck off and be less special. <laughs> Calling out to all the queer women interested in queer women. Queer women. Don't leave all the creepy chest and crotch and behind pics to grinder. Be creepy. Revive fucking scissor. Do it. But also do better. Uh, yeah. Yay. And with that, we sign off. This has been the Day Them Podcast. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye. That's a that's a good uh, that's a good like ending sound bite. (laughs) (laughs) How's that dick? I feel gross. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, it's supposed to make you feel good. Um, I think that's why I'm on this earth. Mm, yeah, to make me feel gross. No, to make everyone feel gross. Okay, cool.